This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And welcome again to Cottage Talk full-time. I'm Russ Goldman. This is our initial reaction show to Fulham's 2-1 defeat to Manchester United. The match just ended. I'm on here right now, and I'm going to share my thoughts on this unfortunate 2-1 defeat. Fulham fought hard. That's my takeaway. My takeaway out of this is I've seen all the commentary. You can feel gutted. It happened at the very end. You could say all that. You could feel terrible about it. I'm not doing that. If that's what you're expecting me to say, my take is I'm very proud of this football club that we watched today. Down three starters, and I thought they deserved to get something from this match. Sometimes you don't get the rub of the green. This is one of these matches. It's also one of these matches where you can say, do you believe in moral victories? People hate when you say moral victories. So I'm not going to say it's a moral victory, but I'm going to say this. I'm convinced going in to this World Cup break that Fulham are going to fight for Europe. I'm totally convinced of that. They took Manchester United all the way to the end of this match and, dare I say, 
had chances to win the match. And sometimes the luck doesn't go your way. Sometimes they do something and they score a goal. They did here. So congratulations to Manchester United. But I'm looking at this as extreme positive for Fulham Football Club. If Mitro plays, if Harrison Reed plays, if Kenny Tete plays, if all three of them play, I think Fulham win this match. So we can put our heads down and feel terrible about this, or we can do what Fulham did in this match and push on and look at what they did. They went down one goal. Did they give up? Did they say the match was over after Erickson scores? Hell no. They dug in. And honestly, I thought they were the better side in the first half. It was a very even first half. They just could not get that equalizer. And the broadcast I was watching, Lee Dixon and Peter Drury, kept talking about, especially in the first half, all the crosses in the box. And if Mitro's there, he would have been salivating. So for me, it hurts the way you lost. But in the grand scheme, when you look at where Fulham are right now, City ninth with 19 points. Sorry, I can't come here and feel dejected. I'm actually proud of Fulham Football Club. So thank you so much for watching this video. It's not going to be long. I'm just going to share my thoughts on the match. And uh, we will have more coverage, obviously, during the break of Fulham Football Club, the World Cup break. And I apologize because I am still dealing with a little bit of a cold, so you can probably hear that. But I wanted to come on here right after the match and share my views of this. So let's start with my initial reaction, which I've already mentioned. If you would have said to me before the match, you would have gone in 1-1 going into stoppage time without Mitro, Kenny Tete, and Harrison Reed, I would have been shocked by that. So sorry if I'm not Mr. Doom and Gloom here. I'm not. I've seen Fulham, dare I say, should have gotten something against Man City. Here, the other team, Garnacho scores. Congratulations, they get something. But Fulham were right in there to the end. I thought Fulham should have gotten something, but they didn't. Sometimes it just doesn't go your way. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at this uh, two-to-one loss. I'm not going to be one to, like I said, I'm not going to down my head and, oh, God, oh, we lost, oh, we lost. No, I'm excited for the return after the World Cup. I'm very excited because I know Fulham can compete with anyone, anyone. And I think they're going to end in the top 10 dare I say, maybe even fight for Europe. That's how strongly I feel after watching these last several matches in October and early November. Fulham are right there. They're right there. They deserve to be where they are. They're not going to get relegated. I'm saying that right now, and they're going to fight for Europe. That's how I feel after this match. I can't be this person who's going to be dejected. I'm going to accept it, and we move on. And listen, full credit to Manchester United. They scored two goals. They created a lot of good opportunities. They had a very good game plan. Ten Hag really set them up to really get balls over the top and really expose Fulham's weaknesses. If that's something you want to discuss, we can do that because Fulham are still 
leaking a lot of goals, but these were two good quality goals. So I want to give credit to Manchester United because they did win the match. They did. But I thought Fulham played well enough to get something out of this match. That's just the way I'm looking at it. So let me start with just talking about the starting 11. So when I look at the starting 11, I actually wanted Mbabu to start at right back. So he didn't go that way. He played Bobby Decadover Reed at right back. He's not a right back. He did it about as good as he can do. And then he went with Vinicius up top. That's fine. That's fine. I would have put, believe it or not, I would have put in Bobby Decadover Reed up top. And I would have put in Kevin Ababu. But it was a starting 11 that competed in this match. So, obviously, Marco Silva, Boa, and the coaching staff know better than me. Because I thought they came up with a starting 11 that really worked well. And we'll talk about the substitution in just a bit because the substitution was certainly a huge difference in the second half. But for me, like I said, starting 11, I don't have an issue with the starting 11. I just would have gone in a little different way. So we do have some comments. Let me share some comments. I'm not reading them, so I'm just going to share some. So Isaac says, our reserve striker hides behind defenders so can't get to the crosses, which are our strength. Fair point. Fair point on Vinicius. Like I said, if Mitro plays, I think Fulham not only gets something from it, they might win this match. Let's see what else we got. This is from my friend Chris Goodwin. Look on the bright side, you're not Everton. I'll take that, Chris. And like I said, I'm not going to put my head down after this loss. I'm just That's just not what I'm going to do. I'm just going to share some more comments. This is from Steve Lee, Vinicius isn't the second striking option. Two weeks on the trot, tough to take. No, Steve, it's not tough to take. No, it's called football. They lost. We move on. It's not tough to take. Absolutely not tough to take. I can take it. You can take it too. I know what you're saying about the second striker. Things happen. Players get injured. It's part of the game. So that that's where I'm going on that. This is from my friend Steve Reynolds. Today showed that we need another class striker. Paulina was man of the match. We wanted to push on. We need to buy. Steve, I disagree with you. I don't think Fulham need another striker. I think they need to look at other places to get better. I'm not I'm not going there with having another striker. Sorry, disagree with you there. I want to give Vinicius more time. That's why I'm going to disagree. Don't think they need another striker because if Mitro's healthy, he's not going to play. So. For me, you don't need another striker. I don't think Vinicius was terrible today, but he's no Mitro. Mitro would have been the difference today. Let's see what else we have. So basically, those are my thoughts on the match in general. So on the first goal, we could talk about the first goal from Manchester United. Very good strike from Erickson. Unfortunately, this started with a mistake from Tom Kearney, and they go up 1-0. And at this point, I'm thinking... Well, it's going to be tough, but I think many sides would be dropping their heads, not this foam side. And they fought throughout the first half, created some opportunities, and maybe they should have gotten something, gotten a goal in the first half, but they didn't. So they go in the half, down 1-0, but you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling like 
they might get something from this match. So then let's talk about what happens in the second half. So in the second half, midway through the second half, we have a change, and Dan James comes on and offers all kinds of pace. Nothing against Harry Wilson, but I thought Dan James was a huge elixir to what Fulham needed in the second half. And to his credit, Dan James gets the equalizer and great pass from Tom Kearney that sets this up. But Dan James deserved the goal. And dare I say, he was trying to score a second goal as well. I thought he played well. There's been a lot of criticism on Dan James, but I thought he played fairly well in this match. So we're at 1-1 and we're going all the way to stoppage time. And yes, I'm thinking Fulham are going to get a point out of this. And I thought they deserved it. But again, this is what good teams do. Garnacho gets the match winner for Manchester United in stoppage time. And that's the end of that. So what do you say after that? Do you drop your head down and say, what was me? Or do you reflect on a really hard-fought loss? And it was. It was a hard-fought loss. Look at all the corners. Go back and check the stats. Last time I looked, Fulham had, I think, 10 corners. So they were creating a lot of opportunities. They just couldn't score on them. And honestly, De Gea made some great saves. So did Leno. So I think they offset each other. But it's not like Fulham didn't create their opportunities. They did. They just only got the one goal. And uh, like I said, credit to the young kid, Garnacho, for getting the match winner. Okay? That's the way I'm looking at it. Okay. So to end the show, we're going to talk about man of the match. So coming up next, I'm going to share who I thought was man of the match. If you're watching live, feel free to share who was your man of the match. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute, and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. So I'm going to go with my friend Steve Reynolds. I'm going to say that it's Paulina. Paulina, for me, was man of the match. He was everywhere, getting tackles, just flying himself everywhere across the pitch. For me, it has to be. Paulina. So that's where I'm going on that. Let's see. Uh, Steve Wiggins says, Paulina, I totally agree with that. Let's see what Stefan says. Dan James at the moment gives us more than Wilson. Stefan, I totally agree with you. And he wanted it badly. 
No, I don't know if it's because he's an ex-Manchester United player, but he was in this the entire time. He was he was really he was bolting forward, and the beauty of him is he really showed his blistering pace. He really did, and he showed some quality as well. Let's see, see what else everyone's saying. Chris Goodwin said Sky gave it to Polina, so I will agree with that choice. What top quality striker is going to join Fulham knowing they sit on the bench every week? Vinicius didn't play badly today. Yes, still I read the hate. He's our player. Give him love, not hate. Chris, that was my point. I'm there with you. I don't want to replace Vinicius. I want to back Vinicius. Get behind Vinicius. No world-class striker is going to want to sit on the bench. We have someone that's willing to do it. He gave everything that he could today. He's not at the quality of Mitro. What are you going to do? But the effort was there from Vinicius. Absolutely. And he had a decent shot on target. So for me, I agree with Chris on there. Totally do. Let's see what Steve has to say, my friend Steve. Leonard. No one hates Vinicius, but we have to have a better option. No, we don't, Steve. How do you know we need a better option? He hasn't played enough. I disagree with that line of thinking. You're already made a judgment on Vinicius. He hasn't played enough. No, no, I disagree with that. Totally, utterly disagree. Okay. Well, listen, I wanted to do a show right after the match, as you can hear. I'm not feeling that well, but I wanted to get on here and do a quick show after this match. And I just want to thank everyone that has watched and listened to Cottage Talk. We will have shows over the break and we'll come back stronger than ever. Hopefully my voice will as well. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk. My name's Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk, part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.